Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Major breaking news. Tucker Carlson has left Fox News effective immediately. I don't know if this was a termination. They're saying that it was an amicable separation, but there's a lot of speculation going around as to why this happened. And let's not bury the lead. Could this be fallout from the Dominion lawsuit? A nearly $800 billion settlement and Fox News said, you're done. I don't think so, but I don't know for sure. Some more speculation is that Tucker Carlson may be about to run for president. Jank Uger of the Young Turks said he's been saying it for a while. So he claims that Tucker was trying to get fired in order to launch a 2024 presidential bid, but maybe not. Ladies and gentlemen, it was reported just last week that Tucker Carlson quietly moved to Florida. And the New York Post took down their story. I believe it was because it contained some identifying information about his property. So Tucker's people probably said, hey, don't show our house. But the news is still on the Internet. And this could suggest that Tucker Carlson is not planning on running for president. But my friends, planning on being Donald Trump's vice president. Oh, boy, the speculation, the questions, what's happening? There may be something much more simple here. He got into it with Fox News and he said, listen, I'm doing my show the way I want to do my show. And they said, well, then you can leave. And he said, kindly. And you know why? Tucker Carlton, uh, Car- Carlton, Tucker Carlson's salary may be, according to some Internet sites, between like 35 and 50 million. Now, I don't know for sure. I know that when he first signed the deal to host Tucker Carlson tonight, he was not the biggest name on Fox News. They needed someone to fill this time slot. Hannity was their big name, making like 50, 60 million. I don't know what the reports say. Something around there. And Tucker was getting, I think, like six or seven million. When he renewed, he got a much bigger salary. I don't know for sure because I don't have any insider information. This is based on cursory Internet research. I believe they bumped him up to like 35. But let me tell you, my friends, Tucker Carlson, if he were to launch his own site, his own membership platform or team up with any other streaming platform, 
would easily, easily command $100 million a year. Not kidding, not an exaggeration. Let's just do the math. Tucker Carlson reached 3 million people, 3.3 million average per night. Per night, 3.3. I think Tucker Carlson would probably easily be able to capture about 200 to 300,000 monthly paying members at about 10 bucks a month. Now that starts him off at around $36 million per year, but that's just to start. Tucker Carlson being the most prominent figure in, in the freedom movement or whatever you want to call it, I would not be surprised if he was able to muster up between 500 and 600,000 monthly paying members just for his show. I think Tucker knows this. I think he sees this with Fox Nation. I think he sees it with Fox News. He knows the viewership he commands. So when you combine the amount of people he's able to convert into paying members, plus sponsorships at a premium level, plus launching what I would imagine is the second or third most popular podcast in the country or the world, Tucker Carlson went over the numbers and said, I think I'll clear 100 million a year and Fox News just don't cut it. So when Fox News comes and gives him the business, he says, but let's stop. Let's go through all of this and break down the story we have in the Washington Post and the statement that they issued. I think we have the official story here from TimCast.com, breaking just dropped right now by Christopher Bertman. Before we read it, click that little hamburger icon in the top left, the menu button. Click that join us, become a member to support our work, because if we commanded the kind of membership that I'm talking about, man, we'd hire Tucker Carlson in two seconds, but we can't afford him. But become a member to support our work by, uh, by, by being a member. You, can, you get access to the uncensored members only portions of TimCast IRL. You get access to the Discord server to hang out with like-minded individuals. And you can even call into our uncensored show, talk to us and our guests. Now, the first thing I want to say before I read the news and go through the quotes and give you the breakdowns, Tucker Carlson, if you're listening, if uh, anyone who works for you is listening or anybody who knows you is listening, uh, I'm sure everyone and their mother is asking you right now to come on their show, but uh, I'll throw my, my, my show out there. Tucker, we'd love to have you come on to TimCast IRL and just tell us what's up, what's going on in the media. You are unchained, unrestrained, and, uh, and I want to know, and I want to hear it. Tucker Carlson's probably the biggest competition that we have at IRL. I'm not saying that we are competition for him, but he's definitely competition for us. We do the show live 8 to 10 p.m. plus the after show until about 11. And Tucker Carlson's at 9, meaning a lot of people dip out and say, thanks for hanging out. We're going to go watch Tucker now. I would love to have Tucker finally be able to come on to our show and tell us for one time just whatever he can. And I want to add this. Fox News does consider Timcast IRL to be competition. In fact, they've told us this. Not, not any corporate execs. But personalities for Fox News have had to say to us, unfortunately, we can't go on your show, Tim. You compete with Fox News and they're worried about it. We had one Fox News host on the show and uh, and I mentioned it to him. I was like, they let you come on. And he goes, uh, what do you mean? And I'm like, Fox News personalities aren't allowed to come on our show because we compete. And he went, oh, I didn't know. How about that? Not that I think we compete that much, but they're certainly worried about it. Here's the news from TimCast.com. The outlet and Carlson have agreed to part ways. We have this tweet here Fox News uh, from the story. Fox News tonight will premiere 
In place of Carlson's time slot tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time, the new show will feature a rotating host of Fox News personalities until a permanent host is named. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor reads the Fox statement. So here's what they wrote. I mean, I mean, that's basically it. Fox News media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service. Now, here's the crazy thing. I don't know if it's true because people are posting this Fox Corp stock and it's class B. And I looked up where does Fox News sit? I think Fox News is not the same as Fox Entertainment. This is a uh, uh, this is this is News Corp. And I don't know. Ex- uh, oh, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as I am reading this right now, Don Lemon has been fired by CNN. <laughs> Welcome to the live recording. Wow, I wish I did a live stream of this instead. I don't even know what's going on. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I hope you enjoy this one for the history books, my friends. I am going to click retweet real quick. And uh, uh, let's just, uh, you can watch me type in this holy crap tweet as, uh, so this is, this is Don at Don Lemon, 1.4 million followers. This I is, I, is this the real Don Lemon? I, I, this is at Don Lemon on Twitter. I'm like, is this is this a prank? Is are we being pranked right here? It's all CNN verified, but uh, yo, I don't even know what's going on. Linktree Don Lemon CNN, 1.4 million followers. And he says, I was informed this morning by my agent that I've been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. And no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I love. It's clear with some larger, larger issues. Okay, I'm going to put a pause on this one because I can't, I can't say I know this is real right now. When the news broke that Tucker Carlson was out, we were like, verification, verification. We reached out to people we knew. We got connections. I'm going to wait on this and just say that, okay? I don't know for sure, but holy crap. Um, I, I'm, 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 talk, I'm, I'm going in the newsroom right now. I'm saying uh, we need hard confirmation on this Don Lemon thing. Because holy crap, if Don Lemon just got announced, when, when did he tweet this? 12, 14, it's like, that's right around the time I'm recording this. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, we're going to have to do another segment on the Don Lemon thing when I can pull up more details on that. But let's get back to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I wonder how many of you are losing it right now. Where was I in the reporting? I don't even know. I don't even know. $787 million settlement with Dominion Voting Systems who claimed, uh, oh man, um, uh, that we got it. We got the confirmation. This is it. This confirmed. New York Times confirmed. Ladies and gentlemen, confirmed, confirmed. Don Lemon is out. Tucker Carlson is out. Cable Network News is in flames. What a crazy, crazy day. This is it. I, look, Don Lemon's doomed. Tucker Carlson has everything laid out in front of him. Mr. Lemon, one of the network's most recognizable stars, had been under scrutiny since making remarks about women and aging in February that were widely perceived to be sexist. (laughs) Oh, man. Whoa. Look, this is all good news. Tucker Carlson leaving Fox is massive. Fox News will die. They can't survive without Tucker Carlson. I mean, they'll figure something out. I'm being a little hyperbolic. But Tucker Carlson is going to the moon, baby. If you could invest in Tucker stock, you should definitely want to do it. 
All right, let's see. We got so it looks like uh, hard confirmation. More Oliver Darcy confirming Don Lemon is out. Uh, this is from Chris Licht, chairman and CEO. CNN and Don have parted ways. Don will forever be a part of what? This is nuts. Oh, man. Tune into Timcast IRL tonight because it's going to be lit. Yo, what is going on? I still got so much news to talk about. We still got, I still got my, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it. How are you guys doing? Let me uh, have a sip of water here. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. I can't believe this is news. I can't believe this, man. This news coming in while I'm doing my my recording. I, I record all this live, unscripted. I pull up the sources. I'm like, Tucker Carlson may be running for president. And then uh, breaking news. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the newsroom. And it comes in. Boom. Don Lemon fired. <laughs> Woo. Holy crap. It's a good day yet for you, everybody. I'm really excited to see what Tucker Carlson pulls off. And Don Lemon just went down in flames. This is victory. This is a victory day. All right. All right. So Don Lemon's out. I might have to follow up on that another second when I get more details. But let's jump over to what's going on Tucker Carlson. So a lot of people are speculating this may have something to do with the Dominion lawsuit. A bunch of stories are saying settling the Dominion lawsuit. I'm not entirely sure. We have this website. What is it? CAKnowledge.com. And they say Tucker Carlson's salary is $35 million. It doesn't quite make sense compared to his monthly income of $5 million, but I guess if the argument is that he's got external sources of revenue and Tucker be making about $60 million per year, getting about $35 million from Fox News in his salary with a net worth of $420 million. Tucker, you launch your own site called TuckerCarlson.com and you are going to make $100 million per year. No question. Bing, bang, boom, done. But I got to wonder if that's the play here. If that's the player. Now, first, this is what I was planning on actually going through before we got news that Don Lemon was fired. But now we can rope all that context together. Check this out. In the key demographic, you've got Fox News Channel, Tucker Carlson at 8 p.m., 334,000 in the key demo. So I, I was wrong. I said 9 p.m. It's 8 p.m. I thought that was weird because it said on, on the, uh, uh, I think Washington Post at 9 p.m. It's 8 p.m. And that's right when IRL starts. So we, we tend to do, we, we tend to get a pickup when Carlson reps because Carlson just crushes us. No joke. But uh, actually, I got to be honest, in the key demo, we actually rival Tucker Carlson. So we get around 350,000. Well, I don't know how they do his show. Uh, all in all, with the podcast version and the YouTube version as standalone shows, we get about half a million in the key demo. And then with the clips, we get about another 800 to 1,000 to a million. 
So the so digital is, is very much different. Tucker Carlson's YouTube clips massively outperform us. They get millions. In terms of just the solid shows, however, I think we're just about rivaling Tucker Carlson only in the key demo because Carlson w- was capturing people over 55 in ways that we cannot. And he was getting on average 3.2 million. But take a look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, Don Lemon ain't even in the prime time line, prime time lineup. They were moving this guy out for a long time. He was hosting at night. They put him in the morning. Then they got rid of him. Why? Because he's trash. I think they wanted to get rid of him from the get-go, and they just needed to find a way to do it, to be completely honest. But uh, let's move on, because we got some context here in the Tucker Carlson thing. A lot of people are saying that AOC had something to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if that's the case, but I just recorded this segment this morning that AOC was basically calling for Carlson to be criminally charged. And I, I want to be careful here. I'm all about being intellectually honest and factual. The problem is the left is not. So when AOC says that Tucker Carlson is inciting violence, she's outright saying Tucker Carlson's committing felonies because the federal level, there's a federal statute to incite or induce a violent act is a crime. AOC then said we need government regulation. Well, how does the government regulate felonies? They criminally charge and arrest people. So if they want to play semantic games, I will make the worst possible interpretation of what AOC had to say as well, because that's effectively what she did. She came out and said the government must take action against Carlson, who's committing felonies. That sounds like she wants criminal charges and indictment against him. And if she were to come out and say, no, no that's not what I'm saying. It's like, then what, do you, what could you possibly mean by it? That's the game they play. Double speak. No, no, we just, we just want the, no hate speech. Mott and Bailey. No, you want Carlson arrested. Okay, well. Surprise, surprise. An hour or so after I record this thing, breaking news, Carlson is out at the network. Here's what Cenk Uger had to say. Cenk Uger tweeted this. Let me, let me zoom in so it's easier to see. He said, Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. I've been saying that he has been trying to get fired from there for quite some time now. Why? To potentially run for president. And it's not too late yet for 2024. So things could get real interesting around here. Well, let's pop over to predict it and see what they're saying. Right now, Tucker Carlson is at four cents. Who will win the 2024 Republican presidential nomination? Donald Trump at 55 cents. Ron DeSantis at 25. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Glenn Youngkin, Tucker Carlson, Mike Pence. How much you want to bet if I click that refresh button, Tucker Carlson will jump up. I don't know that that's what will happen. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to hit refresh. Let's see if Tucker Carlson moves. He's at four cents right now. He is in the second to the bottom right above Mike Pence. Let's see if he improved. He went down. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Tucker Carlson's now sitting at three cents. Who improved? Glenn Youngkin? Does Trump went down. Who went up? I guess Tim Scott, Youngkin, and Tucker Carlson are up, up, up. So uh, I, I got to be honest, I did not see that one coming. But it looks like Tucker Carlson is in the running, according to Predict It. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Now, I don't want to show this article, uh, too much of this article, because I guess the New York Post deleted the story. It's from uh, several days ago. Tucker Carlson quietly moves to Florida with $5.5 million purchase. Now, some people played, they're, they're playing this game where they're like, you know, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson moves next door and they're saying that he's moving near Trump and all the stuff. He's not moving near Trump. That's that's not fair. I'm not going to say where he moved to because I'm not going to be party to revealing Tucker Carlson's location or anything like that. But he did move to Florida. Now, my understanding is he's had a Florida property for a while 
And the reporting is now that he's moved there with a new purchase. Don't know for sure. I know that he moved from D.C. to an undisclosed location far away. I mean, most people know where he moved to. But I'm not going to say where for security reasons, just in case. He moved far away into a rural uh, middle of nowhere place. And that may be giving away too much, but there's a lot of nowhere places. And now they're reporting, and he did it for his safety and security. And now they're reporting that he's moving to Florida. If that is the case, it does lend some credence to the idea that Tucker Carlson is going to be running for president. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, vice president with Donald Trump. If Tucker was going to be running for president, I'm not so sure he would go to Florida or that it would matter. If the move to Florida is any indication of any kind of political aspiration, it is that he's going to be VP. I want y'all to think about think about that for two seconds. Trump, Tucker, 2024. Now, ladies and gentlemen, how well do you think that ticket will do? I got to be honest. I think it would do swimmingly. I think we're looking at a few point advantage. I think that a Tucker, uh, 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 a Trump Carlson 2024 ticket is going to have a decent swing above uh, 50%. We've seen, we've seen in the past um, several elections, it's floated around 50%, 49, 49. You know, Hillary narrowly uh, losing to Trump, narrowly winning in the popular vote, but losing the electoral college. So I think that with uh, Trump and Carlson, Carlson's gravitas and personality as the number one guy in cable TV news. Let me let me show you what the Washington Post had to say. Where do, I, do I have this story pulled up? Here we go. Look at this one. Tucker Carlson. They say, um, what do they have? Where do they have it? Fox News is leaving. His, uh, his last show was Friday. Carlson, uh, in 2022, Tucker Carlson averaged 3.32 million total viewers and received the largest audience in all of cable news in the key demo. So there it is. Think about that. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, all right, Tucker. Now, don't get me wrong. Tucker was already pretty much on the MAGA train as it is. But with Tucker Carlson on the ticket, I think we're looking at something good because Tucker's the guy who would go to Trump and be like, what are you doing? Right. This is going to be something formidable if it is the case. But I don't know for sure. This could be a media play on the part of Tucker Carlson where he simply launches his own network or goes to Rumble. Yo, Tucker, go to Rumble, baby. <laughs> Sign up for Rumble and uh, set up your account. My recommendation is to launch your own website, make TuckerCarlson.com, make your own network. And that's what some people are, are suggesting, that Tucker was getting jealous of all of the network strength, individuals that are launching shows. I want to tell you, there are a lot of smaller personalities who made more than Tucker Carlson. And I bet he knew it. I bet he looked at the Daily Wire and he said, they're pulling in $200 million per year. And Tucker was like, I can beat that. Better yet, how much do you want to bet? Jeremy Boring, he uh, made a phone call, told Tuck Tuck right away and said, what's your plan, buddy? Because if they're paying him $35 million a year, I'm willing to bet the Daily Wire hit him up and said, we will pay you more. We'll see, though, man. He's in Florida. I know Ben Shapiro is also down there. It looks like Florida and Texas are the place to be. Well, I'm here for West Virginia, babe. I'm here to make West Virginia the place to be. But who am I? Little old me. You know, we may, we, we may do well with Tim Cast IRL, but we ain't got nothing on these big players. Maybe it's because we're uh, in more middle of the road. It's different. Smaller market. There's no middle these days, and it's hard to even talk to people 
because they might think they're centrist, but they just don't believe you and try and convince them. Whereas conservatives know what they believe and liberals know what they believe. So if that's of your if you're of that camp, it's easier for you. For us here at Timcast, we're trying to be we're not trying to be partisan, though we are, but we're just trying to be honest. And that means there's going to be people who just don't believe you and don't care for your opinions. So we're facing that uphill battle. But man, I'll leave it at that. This is huge. My favorite part was when I found out Don Lemon got fired. (laughs) (laughs) What a good afternoon. Hey, crack open a cold one on me, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the day. You deserve it. Uh, Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Stay tuned. Become a member at TimCast.com. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Probably more information. I got got big news on Anheuser-Busch, too. What's happening? I'll see y'all at 4. Thanks for hanging out. Everyone's favorite member of Congress, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is not just demanding that Tucker Carlson be regulated. She is outright insinuating in a major broadcast interview that Tucker Carlson should be criminally charged with a felony for incitement to violence. What a fascinating story. Postmillennial says AOC demands Biden admin regulate Tucker Carlson Fox News due to incitement of violence. But that's not something you just regulate. I mean, it is technically under regulation that you can't commit these crimes, but she's accusing Tucker Carlson of committing felonies in relation, of course, to what's been going on in this country. And a big component of this is January 6th. Over this weekend, we got an exciting new interview from 60 Minutes with everyone's favorite suspected federal, I don't know, cohort, call it whatever you want, Ray Epps. It's the weirdest thing. Ray Epps is on the ground in numerous videos demanding that people storm the Capitol. And in fact, in one video, there are two, there are two men who are visible, two men of somewhat uh, relevance to January 6th. One of those men is Ray Epps, of course, and the other is a man named Baked Alaska. So he calls himself. Only one of these men actually went to prison because of the events of January 6th. And in this video, you have Ray Epps screaming to go in the Capitol. And you have the other man saying, no, fed, fed, fed. Yet somehow when it all came crashing down, Ray Epps was just an innocent little victim. And it's Tucker Carlson who incited these people. And of course, Baked Alaska should go to prison for it. It's an amazing time to be alive. But you know, I think this is good. I really do. I, 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 I want to show you why they're so mad at Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is a powerful voice who's framing the culture war and the cold civil war in such a way that it helps you understand exactly what's going on. And he says something similar to what I've been saying, but I think he says it better than I do, which is why he's Tucker Carlson. But that is, the debate is not about policy which will lead to a mutually agreed upon destruction. Sterilizing and aborting children is not a policy discussion. It's just what outcome do you want from that? which is why people like AOC oppose him. What I see in Ocasio-Cortez, what I see in the quote unquote deep state or the situation with Ray Epps, I think it's actually simple. It's chaos, chaos versus order. To quote uh, my inner Jordan Peterson, chaos versus order. That is to say that the the elements within the government, the, the, the Kinzingers, for instance, they have no mission It is just like zombie American policy marching towards the cliff. And then you have the people on the side of America first. And, you know, um, let's put it that way. 
desperately trying to avert a long fall. But so long as the power structures are being manipulated by revolutionaries, then the outcome is likely just going to be chaos because there is an actual policy outcome from this entire debate, and that is to rip apart and destroy this country and leave you with nothing so they can take over. Maybe to create some kind of like Chinese style communism. But, uh, you know, I'll throw it to my friends over in Ukraine who explained it to me that when the Soviet Union fell, the oligarchs basically walked into buildings with guns and said, I'm in charge now. Now, I don't know the full history of how this all went down, but I had a friend tell me that basically what happened is you have all these factories. They're all under government control. It's communism. Communism falls. Ukraine becomes independent. And now you have a guy who runs a factory and he says, but I'm not the boss. Like I take orders from someone else. Ain't nobody's calling on the phone. And then all of a sudden, your lucky day, a guy shows up with two of his buddies and they have guns. And he says, don't worry, we're in charge now. We will tell you what to do and you have nothing to worry about. We'll guarantee you get the materials you need. Your factory will work on, will work on time and we'll make sure that people are getting paid and the system is, is being built. So basically, the oligarchs were people who just took it upon themselves to seize the industry and resources when the communist government was ripped apart. That's what they want for this country. When it all comes crashing down, they can one by one seize institutions like that. Let's start with this. Let's start with AOC. I, I, I think post-millennial, you missed this one because it is, it is hard to say. It is, it is. All right. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, man, is it too hyperbolic to say that AOC calls for the criminal, criminal calls for criminal indictment of uh, uh, Tucker Carlson? And there, here's the challenge. She didn't say that. She just said it's clear what they're doing is incitement to violence. I'll play the clip for you. But we have to be careful about language. And I'm not going to cede hyperbole to the left. They love screaming that every single person everywhere who is in favor of like having a family is a racist white supremacist. So you know what? No holding back. If AOC is going to say that Tucker is inciting violence, she is outright saying the government should intervene and criminally charge him because it's a felony. First, let's play the clip so you can hear what she says. And do you think media organizations or social media platforms should be accountable for the role for, for being platforms for incitement? I believe that when it comes to broadcast television like Fox News, these are subject to. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
to federal law, federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence, very clearly incitement of violence. And that is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. She is saying in no uncertain terms, Tucker Carlson is engaged in incitement to violence. And that is the line we must contend with. She is saying the line of acute. I I, I mean, look, okay, here we go. I pulled it up. Right. Fact check. Fact check, everybody. Quote, this is from Georgetown.edu. It is a felony under federal law to intentionally solicit, command, induce, or otherwise endeavor to persuade another person to engage in a crime of violence against a person or property. Many states have similar laws. This is an article about the limits of the First Amendment. It goes on to say that neither the First or Second Amendment protects private and armed paramilitary organizations, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I don't, I don't, I don't know about any of that stuff, all right, uh, paramilitary organization. But the point is this. It's a felony under federal law to incite violence. Many states have similar statutes. AOC says that Tucker Carlson is committing that crime, and that's a line that we have to contend with. Now, I think AOC is trying to be careful. She doesn't want to come out and simply say, we must criminally charge Tucker Carlson, because that would be the smashing headline everywhere. But you realize that's what she said, right? Government regulation needs to come in because Tucker Carlson is is inciting people to violence. Okay, well, the regulatory action taken when someone is breaking the law would imply criminal law enforcement. Well, that's where we are. This is where we are. Oh, boy. Our good buddy Ray Epps slams obsessed Tucker Carlson amid January 6th conspiracy claims. It all gets wrapped up into a nice little bow. Isn't it weird? AOC hates Tucker Carlson. Ray Epps, the guy who incited and claims to have orchestrated January 6th reportedly, is uh, also very angry with Tucker Carlson. It's almost like these people share a common goal. This is what we got this past weekend. So let, let me wrap it all up for you. January 6th protester. Oh, he's a protester now, Daily Mail. Hey, how about that? Ray Epps reveals he's forced to live in RV in hiding after death threats over FBI informant conspiracy. Feds confirm he's never worked for them as he slams right wing theorists using him as a scape- scapegoat. No, the feds played a... Uh, uh, fanciful game of what they said. They said, I think they said he was never uh, an employee or what else did they say? Agent. Like, I'm not sure they said informant. I got to pull up the exact quote, but um, I noticed that their statement were a bit of weasel words. But I love this. This is where it all comes together. MSNBC has on AOC accusing Tucker Carlson of committing crimes, saying the government should intervene in some capacity. Maybe, maybe she's not saying to arrest him, fine, whatever, but to intervene. You have 60 minutes then running full speed to defend Ray Epps, who is clearly on camera inciting all of what January 6th is. And even uh, there are some reports that he posted in private messages that uh, he orchestrated it. Then here we are. Really? I mean, it seems obvious to anybody paying attention to what's going on. These people are corrupt, they're narcissistic, and they're evil. I want to show you what Tucker Carlson had to say. I think I have the uh, this video here from Benny Johnson. And it's uh, 
I don't know if I'll play the full six minutes from Tucker Carlson's speech, but I definitely think you need to hear what he says. And then we'll, we'll talk about why they want action taken against Tucker Carlson. It might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to, to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes. Right? So like we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever. And so we're going to argue about tax rates. And I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian and you disagree or an Austrian or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers and they write their papers and may the best papers win. I, I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have any. I grew up in the foul, shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame. But I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. This is an important thing to, uh, to comment on. Why is it that I, a traditional liberal, am now mostly sitting with conservatives? Why is it that Ben Shapiro is sitting down with a gay married man, Dave Rubin? And uh, it's because Tucker Carlson's correct. It used to be that we had dis disagreements on the appropriate position, uh, but we, want, we, we all agreed on the same thing, that we wanted people to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I felt this way maybe even six years ago when I was saying on YouTube that I think everybody wants the same thing. We just disagree on how to get there. Well, boy, have I learned my lesson, because that's certainly not the case these days. These people don't want anything. It is chaos, right? The, 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 as Tucker Carlson points out, sterilizing and castrating children, that, that, that leads to no future. There's no, there's no outcome there. Man, I flew to uh, Atlantic City this weekend. It was fun. And uh, I got to see these old-timey photos. They were on the wall at the airport of what Atlantic City was like throughout the generations. And it was really crazy to see one photo which had people playing on the beach. I don't know how they took the photo because it was elevated over water, but uh, stilts or something. I don't know. It was very impressive. And uh, the women were wearing suits. No, I know, not bathing suits. But isn't it funny we call them bathing suits? I wonder if that's because literally the men and women were wearing suits. I kid you not. Okay, well, the men were wearing t-shirts and shorts. The women were wearing multiple layers of clothing in the water. I thought that was interesting. Well, my point is simply that times have changed. In another photo on the wall, there are women wearing more traditional looking onesies, you know, like a, like a, a normal bathing suit, not a bikini, like a woman's bathing suit, a one piece. And um, their legs were showing. They weren't wearing suits anymore. And I thought about how we had a conversation here. And we said to each other, guys, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to wear like a three piece suit with a cap to go to the beach. And so women started wearing something that made a bit more sense, a single, you know, a bathing suit. And men started just wearing shorts. Why wear the shirt? 
That wasn't an issue of degeneracy. It wasn't an issue of taking children's genitals. It wasn't an issue of burning the system down. It was an issue of convenience and formality. And throughout the years, here's what I think happened. We had formality. In these, in these photos I saw of the boardwalk, you have people wearing, like walking down, they're all wearing the same suits, three piece suits with bowler caps. And I was like, geez, you walk down the boardwalk today and it's like, that guy's wearing a Speedo, that guy's wearing a polo, that guy's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And people just wear whatever they feel like wearing. But I wonder if there's a line where when you go off the cliff, it's a free fall. And what I mean by that is, yeah, I certainly don't think women wearing like three-piece outfits in the water makes sense. Onesies are fine. Bikinis are fine. But you get to a point where people misunderstand the purpose of progress. It's progress when we say, you know, it doesn't actually hurt anybody if the woman wears a one-piece bathing suit. It doesn't actually hurt anybody if the men are wearing shorts. You don't have to wear a suit to go walk on the boardwalk. Relax. What happens is, We decide to lower the standards by which we hold each other socially, for which we would feel shame, and then eventually you fall off a cliff. And the falling off a cliff part is the part where you get to where we are now, with no formality, with whatever my side wants is it, with with no outcome. Tucker Carlson nails it. What outcome is that, sterilizing kids? There's no outcome there. And I think that's the important point. If the end goal of politics is to make the world a better place— and to make it better for our children, make it better for all people. Well, what's the point of doing it if there aren't going to be children? These policy positions make no sense. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, What are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. Well, I'll pause it there. Child sacrifice doesn't uh, persuade me, Tucker Carlson, but um, I understand his point. I don't think they're talking about child sacrifice, but you could say that they are sacrificing children for their climate change agenda or the overpopulation agenda. I think it's fairly simple here why they don't like Tucker Carlson. Let me break it down for you. They think there's too many people. They want there to be less of them. Now, I don't know if that means they're working together on a plan to make sure there's less of them. I know people like Bill Gates have talked about plans to reduce population growth because he does think we need less people. But I wouldn't be surprised then if there were more extreme elements. Why should we assume that Bill Gates is the most extreme position on Malthusianism? Bill Gates is the public face of overpopulation, saying we need to reduce population growth. But what about the I don't know, secret interests. What about the more extreme elements who aren't going to come out on TV and radio or internet or whatever and say that they want less people? They're still going to be working. My point is this. Bill Gates may be wealthy, but he is not the line. There's probably wealthy people who go much further than he does, just like we see on the right or the left. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant and what do we do about that? And victims of rape, I, you know, I get it. Of course, I understand that, and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? Well, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say. It wasn't just the Mesoamericans. It was everybody. Wow. 
So like, that's what that is. Well, what's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. Oh, I disagree. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. That is right about When people or crowds of people or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things, destruction yes. for its own yes. sake. Hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement. It's evil. Yep. So if you want to assess, and I'll put it in non, and I'll stop with this. I'll put it in non, I'll put it in non-political, uh, or non, rather non-specific theological terms, and just say, if you want to know what's evil and what's good, what are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What do these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it, lack of conflict, cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if you are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes, what you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. Fact. And I've been saying it, and that's a fact. And I don't care what they think. You know, for the longest time, people in the culture war have been saying, like, well, let's try and argue with AOC, which is evil. Like, I'm sorry. You know, we get Ian on Timcast IRL being like, we should get her on the show. I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. She's evil. Matt Gates, not evil. AOC, evil. I'll tell you why. AOC advocates for destruction. I believe that what is good and what is traditionally believed to be good is that which creates and expands on the universe, negative entropy. And those that contribute to the destruction and dismantling of systems are evil. That's just my view. I think it's an overly simplistic way to say it. But you take a look at how this uh, principle uh, or this view uh, uh, can be applied anywhere. A person who builds a structure, typically considered moderately good, like just not like the greatest person in the world, you're not like a hero or anything, but you know, that's good. You know, you do good work, godly work. Someone who tends to their flock of sheep and sells the wool or the meat or whatever, uh, a good thing. Somebody who runs into a burning building to save a child from dying, the utmost heroism. Somebody who runs in a burning building to put the fire out to stop the building from collapsing or just burning. A hero. But to save a building? Well, yeah. To preserve the organization of free energy in the universe. That's what we think is good. On the left, we see the opposite. The burning down of buildings. The killing of someone like Aaron Danielson. The ripping apart of complex systems into chaos. Entropy versus negative entropy. Now, entropy tends to win. I think the official rule is that the universe will, uh, the actual scientific laws we understand it is the universe tends towards entropy, and that's it, period. Negative entropy can only exist so long as more entropy is created in the process. But I feel like we, as good people, are trying to organize things and improve upon them. And the left, the evil, has become those who seek to disorganize things, and they're proud of it. And that's it. 
Organization is saving lives, building, protecting, even the animals, the trees, everything. And evil is the chaotic ripping apart and destruction of. It's not so simple. It's an idea that should be uh, expanded upon for sure. But you take a look at what we're up against. A machine that seeks to destroy and unravel our government, probably our planet. They seek to uh, protect killers and rioters, criminals instead of police. It is literally good versus evil. And of course, I think AOC is on the evil side. There's nothing you can do about it. Defunding the police and breaking down our institutions. Look, I get it. There are bad cops. I want that stuff fixed. Why? Because I'm good. But the people who say, fire the cops, abolish the police. New York Times ran that story. Yes, we mean abolish the police. That's ripping apart the systems for no reason. Evil. But I'll leave it there. Heck of a weekend with this Ray Epps stuff. We got more news coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Did you think it was over, my friends? A second marketing VP at Anheuser-Busch has been placed on leave. It's not over. The boycott continues. We will not drink Anheuser-Busch products. Bud Light, you're gone. Unfortunately for many of you, I believe this means Modelo is out as well. And I think Modelo is actually fairly legit. But I got no problem with this. Uh, I'm not a big beer drinker. I did have a little bit of sake uh, this past weekend because I drink just, you know, once a year, maybe. And, uh, you know, look, in this culture war battle, it's the easiest thing for all of you to do. All you have to do is just buy a different beer. You don't need any brand loyalty to Bud Light. The beer that uh, I'm sorry, the beer for people who don't want to drink, don't want to drink beer, but want to drink a lot of it. There you go. Hey, let me try it again. The beer for people who don't want to drink beer, but want to drink a lot of it. I love that one. So here we are. Wow. It's Monday. Second Anheuser-Busch marketing executive on leave of absence in wake of Dylan Mulvaney ad backlash. A replacement for Daniel Blake, the vice president for Anheuser-Busch's mainstream brands, has not been announced. They straight up removed two people. Wow. Talk about a slam dunk on this one, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, are the left leftists freaking out. But there's more news too. Dylan Mulvaney has not posted to TikTok in about three weeks, two and a half weeks so far. Now, look, I want Dylan Mulvaney to be happy, to be healthy. I hope Dylan Mulvaney is getting the help they need. And I want to stress this point right now. Dylan Mulvaney needs help. I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm not saying that as a kind of dig or an insult like you need help. No, I'm saying quite literally, please, if you're listening and you know this person, please make sure they are receiving help. Someone needs to be talking with Dylan Mulvaney about what they're going through, what they're doing, because what I see with Dylan Mulvaney is a machine, the TikTok algorithm, the social media machine has latched on to the brain of this person and is pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. And this person needs some loved ones to bring them back to earth and make sure that they're, they're safe. And I mean that sincerely. I hope Dylan Mulvaney finds happiness through all of this. The issue is 
I'll, I'll put it this way. I, I don't like Dylan Mulvaney. I don't know Dylan Mulvaney personally. This is purely professional. Dylan Mulvaney may be the nicest person when you meet them in person, and maybe they would hold the door for you and buy you a coffee. But professionally, Dylan Mulvaney represents the algorithmic crisis to an extreme degree, making money off of and profiting off of what uh, these machines are doing. And it is the banality of evil, the exploitation of the algorithm for personal gain, whether they know it or not. But here's the news. Before we get started, my friends, when you go to TimCast.com, click that menu button, click that join us button, become a member to support our work directly. We work off of your direct support. We do have sponsorships, but we decided to sponsor ourselves. That's why we launched Cast Brew Coffee. Sponsors are less reliable and you can be canceled at a moment's notice. So we decided we're going to rely on you as the customer, not the advertisers. When you become a member at TimCast.com, you're a regular old customer paying for a product. There's another way to run the business, the way the corporate press does. And that is, you are not the customer, you are the product. They sell you and your eyeballs to corporations. I like it, I like it this way. I'm not going to be beholden to an Anheuser-Busch when they buy ads on our content and we get paid, but then they come to us and say, oh, you better not. I don't want to play that game. Become a member. I think YouTube gets it. One of the big stories of the past week was the purge of videos relating to this subject matter. Well, it's not going to stop because you will not censor us into silence. But a bunch of people, Matt Walsh got demonetized. The, uh, the quarterings, Jeremy Hambly had videos taken down. I also had a full podcast episode and segment taken down from Timcast IRL. I believe this is because Anheuser-Busch put pressure on YouTube and said, take this down or we stop buying. And YouTube said, whatever you say, corporate master. Now you may be saying, Tim, YouTube's a massive corporation. Yes. It's all one big happy family tree, son. But YouTube's looking at the amount of money they get from one of the biggest brands in the world, Anheuser-Busch, who, in my opinion, I'm not saying I know this for Trump, I'm saying I believe Anheuser-Busch, in all likelihood, went to YouTube and said, shut these videos down or we pull our ads. And they said, you got it, boss. I don't play that game. Become a member at TimCast.com. Here's the news. Two marketing executives from Anheuser-Busch are now on leaves of absence as the backlash over the company's sponsorship of transgender identifying social media personality Dylan Mulvaney continues. News broke on April 21st that Bud Light's vice president of marketing, Alyssa Heinerscheid, would step away from her position as a result of the outrage and boycott. Anheuser-Busch announced on April 24th that Daniel Blake, who leads the marketing efforts for marketing for the company's other brands, including Budweiser and Bud Light, has also gone on leave. Woo! Blake, who is based in New York, was promoted to group vice president of Anheuser-Busch's mainstream brands in May 2022, according to his LinkedIn page. Before that, he was group VP of marketing for Budweiser and value brands per the Daily Mail. Two months ago, he announced a new era for Bud Light as he shared an article about the beer's sophisticated decision to feature a female main character in its Super Bowl ad. And now you're gone. Ooh, get woke, go broke. Prior to striking a deal with Mulvaney, Heinerscheid told the Make Yourself at Home podcast in March that her job was to update the Bud Light brand and specifically to move away from what she called its fratty associations. I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. It was this, it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light said the Harvard graduate per National Review, except the brand wasn't in decline. I mean, all of these leftists came out and said, Bud Budweiser's doing better than ever. Mm, really? 
we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been this fratty kind of out of touch humor, and it was really important that we had another approach. Mulvaney, who is known for discussing changing genders on TikTok, appeared in an advertisement uh, video for the beer, sitting in the bathtub filled with beer cans. I think at this point, y'all know this already. Former global vice president of Budweiser, Todd Allen, has been tapped to take over for Heinerscheid. A replacement for Blyke has not been announced. Anheuser-Busch works with hundreds of influencers across our brands as one of many ways to authentically connect with audiences, blah, blah, blah. Dylan Mulvaney is not authentic in any respect. It is the most manufactured plastic algorithmic manipulation we've ever seen. There is a reason why this struck a chord. There have been many instances where big brands have done pride ads and drag ads. Bud Light apparently had an ad with drag queens before. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. The issue is Dylan Mulvaney is one of the most shockingly offensive individuals. Let me tell you why. I mean, you've heard me say it before, but not only is Dylan Mulvaney mocking women, but Dylan Mulvaney is mocking trans people. I know people on the right, conservatives, are less persuaded by that. Oh, I don't care. I see conservatives coming out, looking at Dylan Mulvaney and saying, is this what trans people are? And my response is always like, no, it's not. You can't highlight the worst element and say all. I don't like that. I've never liked that. I think about the individuals. Now, you may see a pattern in certain behaviors among certain ideologies, That's why I think it's important to draw the distinction between what we're dealing with. Dylan Mulvaney is promoting gender ideology, not gender dysphoria treatments. It starts here. A person suffers from gender dysphoria, meaning they look in the mirror and they see the wrong body and they feel distress and anxiety. We want to alleviate that. People offer up several uh, options. The treatment people, uh, some people suggest is transition, meaning you can't actually become female or male, depending on where you are, but you can change your body through surgery and hormones to better suit what you, what, you know, the, 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 what you think will alleviate the issue. And I think there's challenges here. Some people who believe they're suffering from gender dysphoria aren't actually, it's, it's general body dysmorphia and the gender transition actually doesn't alleviate those symptoms. Thus, you may just make the problem worse. Worse still, some people promote these ideas based on leftist ideology and not actual dysphoria. This is the issue with Dylan Mulvaney. I don't think the problem is solved. I think it's made worse when you promote individuals like Mulvaney. So we have this. Dylan Mulvaney's uh, TikTok. I heard that Dylan was radio silent. And sure enough, it's true. When I pull up this, uh, this video from Dylan Mulvaney, the last one was from April 7th. That's it. Dylan Mulvaney has not posted since April 7th. Now, if you go back, Dylan Mulvaney was posting fairly regularly on the 5th, on the 4th, on the 2nd, just tons and tons of videos all day after day after day. And then since the start of this controversy, Dylan Mulvaney has not posted anything. Here we got one. It's from Wall Street Silver. Bud Light. We made a dumb move and cost millions of customers and billion and, and lost millions of customers and billions in revenue. Fox News, hold my beer. Woo. Look at the news there trending on the right. Tucker Carlson, 586,000 tweets. Effective immediately, 19,200. John Stewart and Gutfeld are trending. It's very interesting. Now, a lot of people are wondering where the boycott's at. So let me show you. Anheuser-Busch, as of today, is up. Let me refresh this to make sure we're, we're, we're fresh on that number. Anheuser-Busch is up 0.36%. 
They have not yet completely recovered, but they are recovering. So let me show you in the past five days, they're up 1.69%. We can see on the 19th, they jumped. Let me tell you why this may be. Because they fired these two people. I suspect that the the termination of this, I should say fired, they placed these individuals on leave according to several reports. I believe those moves indicate the stock will likely go up. Now, at its peak, Anheuser-Busch was resting at $66.73 USD, and they're currently sitting at $65.74. They are still down quite a bit, just about a dollar from their stock. So uh, not the worst. And since the start of the month, they're up 5.73%. In the past six months, they're actually up 40%. This boycott blip, it was a dip. They were doing well, and they're slowly coming up. I'll tell you why. They're expected to go up no matter what, especially with the mass printing of money. It will go up. But that all being said, taking these two people who are presumably responsible for the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco and then placing them on leave sends a signal to investors, many of whom do not care about the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. This will not happen again. The people who caused the problem are out. It is now safe for you to invest. Okay. I, you know, I got to be honest, I may find that acceptable to a certain degree, but I'm not completely sure. I want that apology. I want Anheuser-Busch to come out and say, we're sorry. I want them to make that super cut. And uh, I want them to, uh, 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 like the from South Park, where they say, we're sorry. We're sorry. I want them to just come out and be like, we're sorry for hiring this person. And that's it. In fact, I might be satisfied by this. If Budweiser came out with a statement and they said the marketing VPs who are responsible for the sponsorship of Dilma Vaney have been removed. We apologize to our customers. We hope this action will, uh, you know, encourage you to, you know, or, or, or convince you that we're sincere and we, we really do want back your business. Hmm. Well, I doubt they'll do it. In the meantime, first it was Whoopi Goldberg. Now it's John Oliver. Not that I care about John Oliver's fake opinions, but here's what the story is from The Independent. John Oliver has called Budweiser's response to the transphobic backlash. Oh, transphobic. Mm -hmm. Called it a huge misfire. Anheuser-Busch released a statement, blah, blah, blah. Soon after, blah, blah, blah. They uh, uh, last week tonight, John Oliver called it equally empty. There is both nothing and a lot going on here on there. They are clearly so afraid of offending anyone. Shots of a horse running through the plains and remember 9-11 feels less like an ad and more like the results of feeding an AI program the prompt, America freedom, I'm sorry. He's right. (laughs) I agree with John Oliver. Seriously, this feels like a huge misfire for Anheuser-Busch because when bigots are loudly announcing they don't like your beer because they are bigots, that is an opportunity to say, then our beer is not for you. Yes, John Oliver, you hit the nail on the head with the hammer. Bud Light should tell their market they don't want to sell beer to them anymore so that Bud Light goes out of business, get woke, go broke, becomes a historical moment when the biggest brand in history spat in the faces of their market, spat in their faces again and said, we don't want your business. I love the idea. I love it. It reminds me of that episode of South Park where Eric Cartman's in prison because he's trying to stop the hippies who are having a hippie festival. And then they're like, but don't you understand, Eric? All this big rock concert is going to bring a lot of money. And he goes, hippies don't have money. Yes, John Oliver, please, please 
get through to these people. I hope, I pray, and I beg that Anheuser-Busch takes your advice, comes out and says, you know, all you, I hope they get drunk and they do it. Just imagine the CEO being like, you know, all you bigots, you know, don't buy my beer. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How has that worked out? Remember all those video games where they were like, <laughs> if you don't like our video game because of whatever, then don't play it. Like, didn't that happen with that game Battlefield or whatever? That it was supposed to be about World War One or something, but like the main character was a, a, a an amputee woman with purple hair, and people were just like, "Huh, <laughs> what is this game?" And then when they were like, "Hey, this is our design, and if you don't like it, don't play it," then people were like, "Okay, we won't." So please, Anheuser Busch, please call us bigots. Say you're all bigots. Who's more important to people who buy your beer? The people complaining about it. Because I'll tell you what, John Oliver ain't buying your beer. This dude's drinking Zima or something. Do they still make Zima? I don't know. Is that what it was called? Zima, right? Do, do any of you know what that is? Is that, a, is that a drink? Let me make sure I'm like not making things up. Zima drink. That was a drink, right? Uh, oh, it still exists. It is a clear carbonated cooler distributed by Coors Brewing Company. Oh. <laughs> Well, all right. I guess it still exists. What is that? What is what is it? What's its flavor? Lightly like, is it soda or something? Nineteen ninety-three. Anyway, that's probably what John Oliver drinks. Now, John Oliver, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I don't want to rag on Zima. I don't know. Maybe you like Zima. Um, I'd imagine John Oliver for a whiskey guy. Uh, I know there's whiskey people being like, "How dare you? He has no beard." No, he's the kind of guy who probably goes up to like a New York club and orders an old fashioned or something. And I mean it. I'm not going to play a stupid game where I'm like, John Oliver probably drinks like cranberry vodkas or something. No, he's probably like an old, he gets an old fashioned or something like that. That's what I imagine. You know, actually, maybe a gin and tonic kind of guy. Hmm. I don't know for sure, but I doubt he's drinking Bud Light. I don't take him for a beer drinker, to be completely honest. But you know what? Maybe that's what we need. We need these big brands to say, you know what? Let's just lean into the stupid they say among the high profile celebrities who boycotted the brand are Kid Rock, Travis Tritt, you know, John Rich did as well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see, following the viral display of transphobic outrage, an old photo of him chilling with legendary drag queen Wanda resurfaced. There's always receipts. We have Kid Joy enjoying a Bud Light next to a drag queen, blah, blah, blah. You know, because I don't think you cultists understand anything that's happening. Dylan Mulvaney is the algorithmic crisis incarnate. A machine pushing people in dangerous directions and promoting unhinged content. Dylan Mulvaney is, I'm going to say, Elsagate 2.0. That's why I take issue with it. Not to mention, stop marketing booze to children. Alcohol's bad enough for you, but I get it. You're an adult. You want to kick back, have a nice cold one. I went out to eat and they had sake. And I said, I'll have some because you know what? I recommend against drinking alcohol, especially, you know, kids stay away from the stuff. It's illegal. Don't drink it. But I read once that uh, and talk to your doctor about this. 
It could lower cortisol levels. It, it, it can help alleviate stress, which is probably why humans love it so much. That being said, I don't like drinking it, but I understand why humans do. And humans are allowed to drink it and enjoy it. So you know what? It's America. It's, 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 it's an American pastime. But nay, it is a pastime of all humans around the world. The true uniter, an ice cold brew, cracking one open. Well, look, don't make it Bud Light. Make it anything but Bud Light. They went after our beer. And uh, now they will uh, experience the turmoil that comes along with it. Now, my concern here is that Dylan Mulvaney doesn't have anybody who is going to help him. I don't believe, uh, as I've stated in all, the, all these videos about Dylan Mulvaney, I don't believe Dylan Mulvaney is trans. I don't believe that Dylan Mulvaney suffers from gender dysphoria. I don't believe that Dylan Mulvaney, uh, Dylan Mulvaney is experiencing what's called autogynephilia. I believe that Dylan Mulvaney is experiencing a third type of transgender, which is algorithmic. Dylan Mulvaney wants to be famous. That's it. Dylan Mulvaney did that weird three or four minute dance on Price's Right, screaming at the top of his lungs, and it was horrifying. I'm not exaggerating. If you watch the Price is Right clip, when Dylan Mulvaney wins the showcase, he runs over and then more than once he leans forward, puts his arms to his side and just screams. You can see him ah! like something's wrong here. This person needs someone who cares about him to tell him to stop. But this is what we get in modern society. Dylan Mulvaney right now is, I think, the biggest, creating the biggest problem for trans people. There are trans people who are friends of this show that we know and care about and love. They're good people. They're smart people. They're intelligent people. And they mind their own business. And they don't want kids being pushed through this stuff. They don't want schools putting stuff in front of kids. And you know, several of these people I may, I, I may be talking about, they are in no way represented by what Dylan Mulvaney does. Dylan Mulvaney has put on a performance which presents the image that trans people are insane. And I know there's a lot of people on the right who are like, no, it's because they are. I'm a traditional liberal. I, I, I focus on the individuals. I don't care about your race, your background, your religion, etc. And there are too many good people who happen to have gender dysphoria and are, who are trans that are trying to live their lives. At the last thing we need is Dylan Mulvaney spitting in their faces and then convincing conservatives that's what it means to be trans. Dylan Mulvaney is trying to be famous, making a video singing about looking at his his genitals. People with gender dysphoria don't do that. You know, the left likes to make this point that for the longest time, you've never noticed trans people walking around, that they've been going to the bathrooms. It's never been an issue. You're right. You're right. Trans people have gone into men and trans men in men's room, trans women in women's room, and we don't we don't care. We don't we mind our own business. But something changed. People like Dylan Mulvaney came out masquerading in this way, ideological uh, gender ideology and AGP people and AAP autoandrophilia. It's the inverse of women who want to be men who are aroused by it. And you said to accept that when you came to me and said it's love is love. And that two men, two women who love each other should be able to live together and be married. I said, yeah, OK, whatever you do in the privacy of your own home, I don't care. But then they took it out of the privacy of their own home. And they put it in public. And I said, look, I don't care if you're straight. If you're a man and a woman, you don't do that stuff in public. We're not OK with that. And you don't do it around kids. But this is what they're doing now. They're doing these things in public. And that's where we're like the, the, the sexual objectionable stuff should not be in public. So what changed now is you have people who are not 
trans in the traditional sense that we know. But the left defends them based on ideology. And then when you get a Dylan Mulvaney, the algorithm promotes it and protects it. And then Dylan makes all women and all trans people look insane. I think someone needs to help Dylan before something, just to make sure he's okay. Because this is not the way to do it. And Dylan hasn't posted in weeks. I certainly hope there's people who care about him who are making sure he's okay. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Hollywood is notorious for their abuse of children. So when I saw a video of Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick doing a dance in support of sex shows, which uh, uh, the left is marketing to children, I had to wonder exactly what it is they're trying to promote. And I'm going to be reasonable and honest. I don't think Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick know at all what they're trying to promote or defend. And this, my friends, is the banality of evil. Right now, across the country, there's an effort to restrict sex shows to private places and to prohibit children from attending. I think it is a just and noble cause to say, dude, if you want to do drag or cabaret or burlesque or whatever, go ahead and do it. Just no kids. But when you come to me and say you want kids there, I got to ask why. And I'm going to have to say no. Then all of a sudden you get Kevin Bacon and he's dancing around with his wife promoting this stuff. The banality of evil. Because I think if you went to Kevin Bacon as a reasonable person and said, do you think like, I don't know, children should be around adults doing sexualized performances? He'd be like, no. And then you'd say, okay, that's what you're promoting. That's what you're defending. Pay attention, dude. But you know what? Weak men make hard times. And people like Kevin Bacon in this day and age don't pay attention to what's going on. They don't care. The paycheck's too good. He's got too many files. He's going to make money. He's going to sell you a product, bling, bling, baby. And he's going to use that money for, I don't know, whatever it is Kevin Bacon does. I like Kevin Bacon. I don't think he knows what he's doing. I don't think he's paying attention at all. And if he is, then he's maliciously evil. I think he's just going along with the narrative, not paying attention. And it's the blind leading the blind. But of course, who's leading him? The money. These organizations and institutions that have a, a, a value play here for revolution or ideology or just money are telling him what to do. And he's like, sure, why not? The ACLU, you think the ACLU is actually fighting for you? Here's a story from Fox News. Kevin Bacon and wife Kira Sedgwick go viral in pro drag queen dance video. Drag bands are bad karma. Well, here's the video. I'm not going to play the song because I don't know copyright issues, but here's the annoying cringe video they put out where uh, they slowly dance towards towards the camera or something. And then they s spin around, I guess. And that's about it. And it's 14 seconds long. And they're wearing shirts that say drag is an art. Drag is a right. And they say, join us and the ACLU. And the, and the ACLU launched this, this program, which seeks to raise money to defend drag. But look, there are a lot of conservatives that hate drag in general. Yeah. But most are just like, no kids. That's it. No kids. Don't bring kids to burlesque shows. Have a nice day. Is that so hard? All right. Well, then maybe it's time to realize... These people are predators from our perspective. Don't use their words. Don't use their terms. We live in our world. And our world is this. If you seek to put children in a sex show, 
which they've done with kids doing drag who rip their clothes off for money. You are a predator. You are a child predator. Take a look at this from Newsweek. Kevin Bacon, anti-drag ban, blah, blah, blah. What I find interesting is they highlight some of these states. They say multiple states around the U.S. have successfully passed laws or are trying to limit the performances of drag queens in public spaces. Yeah, here's my favorite. Let me read They say more than 32 of these bills were introduced in U.S. states, states such as Arizona, Arkansas, Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, North Dakota, Nebraska, Omaha, Oklahoma. What did I say? Omaha? Oklahoma. South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and West Virginia. Tennessee was the first to pass a bill that bans adult cabaret performances, including male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a prurient interest of similar or similar entertainers from performing in public places where children could see them. That sounds completely reasonable. Why is Kevin Bacon opposed to this restriction? Why does Kevin Bacon want children to look at sex shows? Now, I'm kidding, right? I don't actually think Kevin Bacon wants any of that stuff. I think the problem is he's not paying attention. And it's weird and it's creepy. Don't promote things you don't understand. Otherwise, my joke, my point, it's the truth. I like Kevin Bacon. I do. I think he's a good dude. I really do. I think what he's doing tries to, he's coming from, from a good place, but he's just so ignorant to what's going on. He's been in a bunch of movies, he's been in a bunch of shows. I think he's great at what he does. And I, I mostly don't see this kind of stuff from him. So I'm here to just be like, buddy, come on, man. Can you please just Google this stuff before you put your name on it? Because Kevin Bacon, buddy, you just put your name on child sex shows. Was that your intent? Man, for, for, for the love of all that is holy, please pay attention, dude. I'm a big fan. He kept he was in Guardians of the Galaxy special promo thing. It was amazing. Thought it was so much fun. This breaks my heart. They say now Hollywood actors Bacon and Sedgwick have thrown their viral support, blah, blah, blah. The garment, garments show a person with a trolled up mustache. You get it. You get it. Drag bands are bad karma. Well, here's the tweet. And here's how people responded. Donut operator says people just don't want kids in sexualized performances. Hollywood actors would support it, though. Natalie F. Danilishan says, ask not why the children shouldn't seek the drag queens. Ask why drag queens crave an audience of children. Who are these people, these creeps and these scumbags who are trying to convince children to come to a sex show? I don't care if it's burlesque. I don't care if it's an adult woman in a bikini. I don't care if it's a child pageantry thing. Don't put these kids in these things. And I love it. And the left is like, you're complaining about drag, but where are your complaint? You're not complaining about children in beauty pageants. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, right here. Well, what about Hooters? You're not complaining about kids going to Hooters. Yeah, I also think so. But as I like to say with the Hooters thing, there's a big difference between females having bodies and you putting on a show with the explicit intent to have sexualized performances. Right? Anybody who's been to Hooters knows the game. The big tittied women walk up to your table and they lean forward to the men and say, what can I get you? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I get it, dude. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of Hooters. I think it's stupid. But like women have bodies. You know what I mean? Like, so if a guy wants to go out to Hooters, whatever, I don't think you should bring your kids there, but you're allowed to. Why? The fact that women are leaning forward to talk to men, it's suggestive. And I, I don't think kids should be around it. But the issue is women have bodies. Kids will see women walking down the street. Women, uh, children can be at beaches and there are women wearing bikinis. 
more revealing than what Hooters has to offer. Now, if the Hooters dancer started lifting up her shirt and shaking and then, you know, squeezing herself, I'd be like, okay, you've crossed the line outright. So while I may not be a fan of it, I'm certainly complaining about it and saying you should bring your kids there. Myth Informed says, why do the drag shows cancel themselves and they can't have kids present? The point of the bans is because of the kids stop sexualizing kids. That was something I think in Florida, they said that pride parades can't have sex, sex stuff in them. And then they were like, we're canceling. Huh? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They canceled the pride parade because they banned sex performances in public. They were already illegal. Oh, good work to Sanders, I guess. We got Ali London. He said, it's about protecting kids, actually. It's not a drag ban. It's just classifying drag as adult cabaret entertainment and making it 18 plus, which it should be. Myth Informed again says... There are hundreds of videos of, of kids at sexualized drag performances circulating. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not coming. That's all I'm asking for Kevin Bacon to pay attention to. And I certainly hope he's not into this stuff. That's so sad. What do we have here? Uh, Callum Journalist says, never mind Footloose. You have a screw loose. Aha. Okay. Mike Harlow says, nobody gives an ish if, you, if your husband wants to put an address and call himself Shirley. Don't do it in front of kids. What is so difficult to understand about this? Now, it, it, it's, it's to varying degrees. I don't even care if that's all it was. If it was a guy in a dress and it was a performance, don't care. You take a kid to Broadway and as part of the Broadway, there's a male playing a female, female playing a male, don't care. The drag shows are intended to be sexualized. The, there, was, there was one that went viral where the drag performer had a thing on his chest with big fake boobs in a box going up to kids and doing suggestive things. And that's what they're defending. That's what Kevin Bacon is protecting. It is mind-numbingly frustrating to see this guy promote this stuff and defend it. But more importantly, there's something you need to understand. He's just trying to make money. Sixdegrees.org. Join Kevin Bacon and Sixdegrees.org in supporting equity and justice, youth empowerment, blah, blah, blah. It's that, it's, that's, what, that's what it is. Selling virtue signals to the left. 30 bucks for a t-shirt. Yeah. Listen, my friends, if you go to TimCast.com, you can purchase our products, our merch. Do you want to know, know why we sell merch? To make money, to run our business. I'm not going to come out and tell you that, uh, oh, wear, wear our shirt that says, you know, we're going to put an end to hunger or something. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. But I get it. Kevin Bacon doesn't know what he's talking about. But he does know how to sell a product to a person who wants it. And there you go. So you got mugs. You got, oh, a notebook. You want a little notebook? You can write in it. There you go. You have what? A, a tote bag. Yeah. Good product placement. It sells. That's why for the Timcast shirts, we don't, we don't like putting these things, these messages on it. You look at our shirts. We have memes about the show. If you're buying a shirt or merch from us, it's because you want something that represents the show. I don't, I'm not here to make a shirt that says like, I believe in Second Amendment rights. Rah. We do sell the Roberto Jr. Stand Your Ground flag. It's an original concept and it's Roberto Jr., our rooster. 
standing his ground. That's what we try to do. I got no problem with someone trying to sell political messaging products. It's important to get the message out. The issue is, if you don't know what you're talking about, you're probably the bad guy. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. Okay, I think I have to be mean in this one, but I'll try to keep it academic, as I often say, because I'm not trying to be mean to people, but there comes a time where you have to be stern with them. From Human Events, Libby Emmons writes, the new progressive beauty standards of the left are even more unhealthy and unrealistic than those that came before. And we have uh, Elliot Page, Dylan Mulvaney. I, I think this is Lizzo. I'm not sure. And then you have a man wearing a bra. A biological man who has no breasts, nor is he fat, wearing a bra. All right, let's read. Libby writes, Lizzo claims that she is the beauty standard. Dylan Mulvaney claims he's hot enough in his Kate Spade dress and hair extensions to steal husbands. Elliot Page, who was previously Ellen Page prior to a double mastectomy and a haircut, is lauded for surgical bravery. Beauty companies and lingerie brands all over are pimping their concealers and bustiers to women using male models and spokespersons. None of these examples of beauty or beauty standards are ones women can truly or healthily live up to. Whatever is a girl to do. Aspiring to look like Lizzo will only lead to being unhealthy. Girls who seek to be overweight are inviting a scourge of heart disease, diabetes, and other ailments. In a recent Instagram post, Lizzo said, I just finished showering and doing my little routine, and you know what I realized? I am effing gorgeous. I am the beauty standard. Catch up, B. Hmm. Lizzo is morbidly obese. I mean, some people like fat chicks. I mean, that's fine. I remember when Jordan Peterson got mad because they had a fat chick on a, on a magazine. And then I was like, chill out, Dr. Peterson. Some people like big women. Let them have their day. They're allowed to. I do, however, agree that we do too much to promote very unhealthy lifestyles. Let's move on. The body positivity movement has, equ has equated health advocacy with bigotry, trying to lose weight, trying to eat healthy. You must be fat phobic. You must have an irrational fear of being fat or fat people, likely both. No one wants to be a bigot and a girl will get more social media praise for bikini clad fatness. Look at this uh, Esquire cover. The euphoria of Elliot Page. I'm going to give you my honest opinion. And I want to make sure I can make this clear for all of the uh, woke leftists and our friends over the Young Turks. Uh, I am not saying these things to state that I am the most attractive person in the world. I, uh, I, I would never come out and be like, look how stunning and attractive I am. I, don't, I certainly don't even think so. I think everybody has their own right to their own appearance. And some people are ugly and some people are more attractive. That's really that's really it. And uh, I don't really know or think about where I am. You know, clearly some people like me. Some people don't. I'll tell you my opinion, which I am entitled to as well. Elliot Page uh, uh, used to be Ellen Page, a very, um, what's the right word? Uh, Hollywood celebrity female and coveted by so many men. Ellen Page then got a haircut and a double mastectomy. And I'm just going to say it. Look, I'm a guy. And I'm not attracted to guys. Uh, don't care if you are. I, I can't tell for the most part, but I can tell the difference between like a male model who has like, you know, like a Hugh Jackman type, a Ryan Reynolds, a Chris Evans, and say a Danny DeVito. I think that's fairly obvious. Now on the scale of Danny DeVito to Chris Evans, I got to say Elliot Page is leaning more towards the Danny DeVito. I'm not saying that to be mean. 
I am not saying Danny DeVito is an ugly man. I'm saying there's a difference between someone who is uh, like Chris Evans is clearly male model category, whereas, you know, uh, Danny DeVito, certainly not. I think Danny DeVito is an amazing guy. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I love his work. I think Elliot Page also does fantastic work. But my point is just to say Danny DeVito is not doing magazine covers where he's flexing and showing off his stomach or anything like that. And I don't think Elliot Page is on par with Chris Evans, more leaning towards the other side where this is not something you should be doing, not something the industry typically would support, but they're doing it now for ideological reasons. We then have this self, the future of fitness, and it's a morbidly obese woman. What, 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 I don't, you know, look, I'm just going to, I'm going to go for it. Let's just, let's just go for it. Let's go for the three, three pointer. I'm going to go for the riskier one. I, just, I, I think they just want people to die. I, I, that's the only thing I can, whatever. You know, we're talking with Alex Jones on the Culture War podcast, and he said what they're basically doing is they're, they're promoting all of this stuff. And if you're stupid enough to fall for it, you deserve to. That's the way I'm paraphrasing. And I kind of felt that way with everything I see. It feels like the goal, the machine is they'll put forth two paths. They will tell you explicitly the dangers of each path if you so choose. So when you're looking at path A and path B, you go, I wonder which one's the right one to go down. Let me look into this. They say right over here is a kiosk. You type in the button. It says path A will harm you. Path B will help you. However, once you finally get to those that fork in the road, there's a big celebrity being like, dude, go to this one. Go to this one. Yeah. And you're like, but that one's the dangerous one. The other one's the good one. Why is the celebrity promoting the bad path? Well, sure enough, there's a lot of people who won't even seek out, who won't try to learn or improve themselves, who won't look for new information, and they're going all down the bad path. It's a sorting algorithm. Give it time and what happens? People who are stupid enough to eat themselves to death are less likely to have kids. The future will end up being more conservative and more religious. That is just math. And then I hear the conservatives say, yes, but Tim, but they're coming to indoctrinate our children. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. If your kids and or you are not smart enough or capable enough to protect them, they don't care. Maybe that's what you're worried about. Your kids will fall victim. You need to make sure you teach your kids and you let them understand how to live a good life and be healthy. Take a look at this from Honey Burdett. This was a big deal because this company apparently, I don't know about if it's Honey Burdett, but the company uh, with the, la- the lingerie, lost a major influencer because they d- they're doing this ad campaign where it's a man wearing a bra. He doesn't, he doesn't need a bra. This makes no sense. Bras exist to hold women's breasts to give them support. Okay. Honey Burdette featured a non-binary male to sell women's lingerie despite the company claiming to be made for women by women. So they have a guy wearing a bra. I seriously don't, I, I don't get it. I, what, what is the bra supposed to be doing? Hey, there's nothing to hold up, I guess. Then, of course, you have Dylan Mulvaney. Girls who want to look like Mulvaney, Lizzo, Page, or these new male lingerie models would also have to aspire to drastic unhealthiness. To look like Mulvaney, a girl could starve herself, have her curves amputated, get hair extensions, and then try to look vaguely feminine. To look like the non-binary gent in the women's undergarments would be entirely impossible without breast removal, pec implants, and massive doses of testosterone to get a mustache like that. Does that, is there a mustache in there? Well, I don't know if this dude has a mustache or anything like that, but the point is, I think, I think it's all just falling apart. That's what I think. 
I think the machine is crumbling. I think it is, uh, you know, weak men make hard times and we are in the hard times. I think we're going to get through it. I think the night is always darkest before the dawn. I think it's inevitable that conservatives end up winning. I think Muslims are probably going to dominate in a short amount of time because they tend to be much, much more conservative and uh, have a lot more kids than even American Christians. Christianity seems to be declining to a certain degree. The moral foundations of this country are being eroded, which come from Judeo-Christian values. But even physical fitness and appearance, we are very much moving towards idiocracy levels of absurdity. In the end, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I think it's obvious. I think it, I think it really is. And I, I don't think there's much else to be uh, worried about. If you leave the city, if you teach your kids to be a good person, if you have many kids, in 20 years, those kids will vote and you'll win. To bolster the Republican vote, you need only make sure your kids are being kept away from these institutionalized learning facilities. And right now, there are a lot of moderate conservative types who are cheering that their kids are going to these schools. They got to get their kids out of these places. That's the key, my friends. Otherwise, this will be your son. And if you don't care, I'm more power to you. You don't, you don't have to care if you don't want to. But this is like, this to me is strange. I'll explain why. One, don't care that he does it. You can live your life. I'm fairly libertarian. The question is, why does he aspire to this? What in this man's life made him want to wear a bra? The, re- the question about, I ask is because the bra doesn't do anything. In fact, my understanding is that many women don't like bras. This man has something inside of him that makes him want to wear a bra despite not needing it. Why? There are leaders and there are followers, my friends. And I suppose followers just want to be like everybody else. But leaders think for themselves. Be a leader. It's important to listen to your friends, to your family, to get guidance from those you think can offer real advice. But it's also important not to walk down a path where you're just trying to emulate something like that. I don't have all the answers for you. I can just point this out and say, whew, the times they are a changing. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.